this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 107 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And this one, we're talking about video games again. And little Dennis, the co-host, is with us. And if you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you can see a little Dennis is inside of a massive cardboard tube because at work they were going to throw away this massive cardboard tube <laughs> but it's really cool it's it's huge it is and it's really he- heavy and stuff but i thought it might come in handy for like putting paper like my drawings in because under my bed i got a load of big massive drawings and i thought you could put that in there sort of protection <laughs> so it just shows you like you can find things all over the place, which is nice. But I'm going to start this one straight away, or rather little Dennis is, the co-host. And we're going to talk today about video games. And it was going to be a different episode today, but right at the last minute I changed it. So this this week's episode was going to be, I was going to, I've got an idea for doing something, which is Looking at my favourite characters, they can be from video games, anime, even like books and stories and stuff. Not books, it'd be like TV programmes and stuff, like Lost and stuff. And what I'll do is I'll go into the character and I'm going to look at their silhouettes. I'm going to look into the backstory and find out what the creators of the character were thinking when they designed the character and stuff. And I'm going to talk about my memories with the character. So I've got loads of notes for little Dizzy. Because this, this week I was going to look at Dizzy. Which is a little character from the Commodore 64. One of my all-time favourite characters. And I was thinking he's actually my favourite. He was my first ever character that I fell in love with. So that was going to be this week's podcast. But then a couple of days ago I started having these strange feelings about video games. So... If you haven't noticed by now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll probably notice that I'm in some sort of a... I'm going through the process, I think, of overcoming an addiction to video games. And I thought I had gotten through it. I thought I'd gone through it years ago, a few years ago. But then it come back again. It's, it's almost like a relapse, I suppose. I might have to actually look into addiction online and and look into it because there's something really deep going on here and if anyone can help me (laughs) I can't believe that if anyone can help me with this really because I I must admit this this week I felt a little bit like I don't know what to do really don't know what to do so on this podcast I'm going to talk about my history with video games talk about feelings of guilt I'm also going to talk about characters and stories and my favourite systems and stuff. I've circled the word fun, which is nice. I'm going to talk about how racing games are like drawing. And I'm also going to talk about the, the flow state. Because what's amazing is I've noticed, especially with racing games, you can get into that flow state, which is almost like a meditative state. Which, when you're drawing, if you're doing a realistic drawing... You can get into that flow state where you almost you you almost forget about everything. I've also had it when when I was at uni, we used to go out clubbing 
And if I was on the dance floor and they were playing trance music, I would, I could shut my eyes on that dance floor and everyone disappeared. And I was in, so into the music that I was, the, it was like I was the only one existing in the entire universe. Uh, I was completely in the moment. That was amazing, that was. Because at university, I suffered really badly with social anxiety. But like I said, if I got onto the dance floor, shut my eyes and let let the music get into me, there was no social anxiety because the people disappeared. And then you would open your eyes and all the people would be there. <laughs> it was quite a weird feeling, that. But So I'm going to start by talking about the history of me and video games. So I started playing video games, actually with the little character Dizzy, but it was it would have been in the mid-80s. My dad brought me and my sister a Commodore 64 for homework. <laughs> That's quite funny. He, he, he brought it for us for homework, but we ended up playing video games on it. Uh, me and my sister, we used to share the Commodore 64, so we would have, we'd have like a joystick each or use the key, keyboard. So me and my sister, we had like a lot of fun with that. Also a lot of fights, because I always wanted to play on it. And so I had to learn how to share through that, really. But what ended up happening was I sort of went more into the video games. My sister still carried on playing video games, but it was like she had sort of... She was she would play them, but she wasn't really into them like I was. And what happened was... So I went... The systems, I went from Commodore 64... Then I jumped over to the Sega, went into the Master System, Mega Drive. I then went into the PlayStation, PS1, PlayStation 2. I then jumped over to Xbox, Xbox 360. Then I jumped back to the PS3, PS4, and the Vita as well. The Vita, probably my all-time favourite video game system. I loved that thing. I'm so disappointed that they... They sort of abandoned it, Sony did. Because I think that system could have been... That that system could have been so much more amazing. It already is amazing, but it it could have been incredible, really. And I reckon people would still be playing it now and releasing games for it and stuff. But So that's the games I had. In terms of characters, my the characters that stand in my head from the Commodore was Dizzy... CJ from CJ's Elephant Antics, a little Monty the Mole, he was cool, uh, Blinky, Blinky from Blinky's Scary School, but and then from the Sega it was like Sonic, I loved Sonic, there was a character called Cosmic Spacehead, he was quite fun, PlayStation, loads of them, Lara Croft, Crash Bandicoot, Cloud from Final Fantasy, all the Final Fantasy characters, amazing. But th- what I'm trying to, what I realised is, all through my life of playing video games, it was always about characters. Yeah, it was always about the characters. So the reason I got into games in the first place was we went round my dad's brother's house, my uncle's. This would have been in the very early. To, this would have been very mid 80s, and he, they had a Spectrum with a little dizzy on it, and I'd never seen or heard of games before. I played that and I felt I thought this is amazing. So that's what got me into the games. It was little dizzy, little character. So basically I fell in love with these characters and then in in twenty thir- in nineteen ninety three I said before I got strangled, 
after that I ended up getting panic attacks and anxiety and what I did was I sort of I went into video games were my way of escaping really yeah it was my way of escaping from from the real world which seemed really scary at that point it was formula one and video games were the two things that I I used that, that helped me because I think if I hadn't had those I, d- I don't know what would have happened really but video games really I would say they probably yeah I was going to say they saved my life it feels like it but so I did get some friends at like college and stuff because of the video games because I, I remember me and Carl at, at college we were playing Final Fantasy and it was blowing our minds at the time so it brought us together because we would go to college and talk about it and stuff so that was really cool and then at uni again it brought us together because at uni I had an N64 because those systems I said about were my main systems but I also had a GameCube a SNES a, an N64 a Wii a Wii U yeah I've had pretty much all the systems really Dreamcast Saturn I've had all the systems but some of them I bought them years after they come out and I sort of only like played around with them so we had this N64 and I had four controllers and there were these these games you got which had four you could have a screen each on the main TV oh it's funny we used to sit there at uni all four of us on this tiny little screen (laughs) yeah that was amazing the memories of that so you look at it and these video games they do bring us together they do bring people together so you can see that they're not necessarily a bad thing it's like anything if if you become addicted to something it's going to become bad but if you can like my sister I suppose she found a way to have video games but not become addicted to them so maybe it's just a character trait that some people become addicted to things or something I don't know it's quite it's quite weird I need to I really do need to look into addiction to see what's what's behind addiction so but yeah we used to play like GoldenEye James Bond game and we would have a little screen each so loads of fun memories from that and then when we went into the Xbox I was I just left uni at the time and Xbox Live came out and I was one of the first people to have the beta and I actually started with a bunch of other people we started a clan so again it brought us together we made that quite successful because we got our clan into the official Xbox magazine and we had videos on the demo disc and everything but the reason I actually quit that clan because I I quit that clan and then everyone just slowly the clan just fell apart really and what happened was I quit because of my being transgender what happened was the this is weird this this feelings I'm going through with these video games where it's like I'm trying to I mean I'm stuck in a cycle of getting rid of them and then needing them and then feeling guilty for having them so getting rid of them and then needing them again it's this constant cycle and my transgender journey has been exactly the same so what happened was in 2004 we were this with this xbox clan was getting really quite successful and then all of a sudden this urge because there was some times where i would suppress being transgender and I'd, i'd pretend that i wasn't transgender but it's like if you bottle something up if you're trying to yeah if you're bottling something up in the end it's going to explode and that energy is quite powerful 
and it is like when that thing explodes there there i almost want to say there's nothing you can do about it because the energy of that explosion which is the urge to go back into the video games or for me it was to dress as sophie that urge is so strong it it almost possesses you that's what i've noticed and then you'll start doing things without even thinking about it and then a week or so later you'll feel guilty for doing it and it's this horrible cycle of yeah feeling guilty really it's all linked about guilt so what happened was i got this urge to start dressing and the anxiety got really bad and i actually had six months off work with with like this anxiety and panic attacks and what happened was i almost was able to transition and become sophie but when i went back to work i couldn't handle being around people and i ended up cutting all my nails throwing all my clothes away and again trying to pretend i wasn't sophie and like suppressing it again but then again in 1997 in 2007 it just come back again and then it went away it come back it went away until what was it 2016 2014 2014 I, I accepted it and then 2016 i finally transitioned and become sophie so that transgender journey has been 36 years so the video games is exactly the same it's it's the, the when you're addicted to something or when there's some sort of psychological thing going on it doesn't it can't happen overnight and it's a bit frustrating because sometimes you can see what's going on you can see what you can see what's going on but you can't you almost can't do anything again it's it's like the energy of that whole thing is so strong that you you're like a passenger being ping-ponged back and forth it's really annoying really annoying so yeah there's there's, there's something in the fact that the being transgender and video game addiction it's very similar so the man the fact that i got over my being transgender and all the guilt and stuff for that i've fully accepted myself i've got to do the same with video games and i thought i had done it i really thought i had done it but again this week it's the cycle is still there so that there's something unresolved so what was it two weeks ago i think i think two weeks ago because what i did was in november i did an experiment and i said i, was, I let the video games back in because what happened was in 2014, when I started taking drawing seriously, I just naturally drifted away from video games. And it got to a point where I thought, I don't need them anymore. So I got rid of them. It must have been about six months, I didn't think about them at all. And then one of my favourite games, which is Gran Turismo, the new one came out and it, it went into my mind. And I thought, ah, oh, and I started thinking about it. And that little thought, it just started, it turned into needing it again. So then I got them and then I felt guilty. I got rid of them and that, that little cycle kept going on. So last last year in November I said, right, I'm gonna let these games back in because I could tell that I I could tell there was still an unresolved issue. So I let them back in and I said, This is an experiment. I'm gonna see what happens and then I said if I get rid of them, I'm getting rid of them for good. It's either get rid of them for good or keep them in like a balanced place where I can have them without them impacting on other things in my life like my drawing and stuff like that so I had a really nice balance it was perfect I had discipline I was only playing them on Saturday 
and I had, it was perfect. It really was for probably about four months, maybe three months. It was perfect. And then what happened was slowly I started letting myself play them a little bit longer on Saturday until what happened was the whole Saturday became about video games. And then this is something I've noticed is because I thought to myself, I'm going to get there's this thing called PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. So what you do is it's like a subscription thing. So you pay a fee for a year and then every month you're getting new games. So I thought I'll do that. I won't have to spend any money. Again, that worked perfectly. But what what I didn't do was I didn't discipline myself on on the actual games. So what I did was, yeah, I I got I got obsessed with downloading all the games. So what happened was I turned every time I turned my PlayStation on, my screen was full of all these games. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. So all these games are there, and I I couldn't focus on one game. Because this last week I've been thinking about what what was it that forced me to sell all my games again, and what it was, yeah, it's it's not the actual playing of the games because I had the discipline. Maybe it got a little bit too much on that Saturday, but I know I could easily have pushed that back a bit. I could have said, look, I'm going to study for three hours, and then I could play the games, and I know that I could do that. It's about being disciplined. So that wasn't the problem. It's not playing the games. The problem was I would put the system on and I couldn't focus on one game. I had all these games, so I started bouncing about between all these different games. And I really wasn't playing anything properly, which which meant I wasn't satisfied. I'd finished playing the games and I felt like it started feeling like almost like a waste, as if I'd wasted and then and then I started thinking I shouldn't be doing this. But I look back now and I think what I should have done was I should have deleted all the games off my system. Only have one game. So when you turn the system on, there's only one game. So you can only play one game. So then what you would do is you'd focus on that one game. And then on a Saturday, you would play three hours of of that one game. And then each Saturday, you'd play that game until you completed it. Then you could delete it and get another one. So in my head, that seems like a really nice way to do it. Because that way, yeah, it's more focused. And also it means that you're, when that game's finished, you're excited because you're like, what do I play now? So I think, I'm going to say, if I get the system again, because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like what, what should I be doing here? Should I get another, should I get it back again, buy it back again? But you can see how expensive this is. You're buying all these games. You're then selling them, losing a bit of money. And then a few weeks, months later you have to, you feel like you have to go out and buy them again so then you buy it all back again it's a it's a really annoying cycle it's mentally exhausting and frustrating it's financially stupid it is stupid yeah so it's very confusing though because the thing is like i said in that moment when when you've got that feeling of getting rid of them it's so it feels like it's such the right thing to do. Yeah, so I, I act in that moment. I, sh- I I need to leave it a little bit of time. And the thing is, I even said to myself, if I get the feeling of selling all these games, don't sell them, box it up and put it under the bed. Because I knew, yeah, the the part of me that isn't stuck in that addiction bit, it knew that it would be a phase and you would you would get through it and it would come back again. But 
even knowing that, I wasn't able to hook on to that. Instead, I hooked on to getting rid of them. <laughs> it's crazy. So what I then did this week, I've started thinking, do, do I buy them back again? I, I really don't know what to do. I, I've caught myself looking on eBay for these video game systems. So I don't know. I don't know what to do now. Because there's two ways to do this. Either, oh, it's so annoying. Either you buy them and you discipline yourself, which I know I can do that. It's not dissing, dis, disciplining myself to play them. It's, it's, it's about getting control of my mind so that when the guilt feelings come up, I know that it's, it's got to be a lie. It's got to be a lie. I know it is. It's definitely a lie. So this goes into the guilt. So I've been I'm trying to think to myself, where where is this guilt coming from? So if I go all the way back to, well, right, right at the very start, really, almost maybe it goes back to the fact that my dad bought the system for us to do homework and we started playing, playing all the video games. During the 80s and the early 90s, a lot of people, especially the older generation, they looked at video games as a bad thing. So what they did was, they looked at video games as a bad thing, as if it was going to take you away from, make you antisocial and stuff like that. But I've already proven in this podcast, it's actually a social thing, because it brings people together. It used to bring us together, well, it brought my, me and my sisters together during our childhood, brought me and my friends together at uni and then it, when xbox live came out with the online it brought us people together from around the world so it's to me it's the actual opposite of antisocial i think it's a way for people to connect again as long as you're not addicted to them as long as you can as long as you can limit yourself and be disciplined it's a very social thing so i think it's a nice thing but because the because my dad especially well, it really was only my dad. He was constantly saying, these video games are bad for you. They're bad for you. You shouldn't be playing them. Yeah, basically, all I ever heard was, these video games are bad. So I always felt guilty for playing these video games. Video games. So what I, cause what I used to do was, if if I was in my bedroom as a child playing video games, and I heard my dad come home, I would turn the TV off and jump on the bed and pretend I was reading or something or pretend I was doing playing with toys or something so that if my dad had come in and looked in my bedroom he wouldn't know I was playing video games so there's like a shame there so that was something I did and I always did that and I, I just ended up feeling guilty about it and I, I remember even at university I would feel yeah even at college and stuff, I would feel guilty about playing video games because I thought it was a bad thing. And it was only when that Final Fantasy came out and Carl at college, he said that he played video games. I realised, oh, there's somebody else. It Like, for the first time in my life, I sort of... I connected with somebody else, another human, because we were both playing video games. Yeah, and then when I got to uni, we all played video games. So... What I realised, I, I did, I must have somewhere realised that other people were playing video games. So if other people are playing them, yeah, we can't all be bad. But that thought of 
video games being bad is is so deep in my so deep inside of me now that I still feel guilty for playing them, which is really annoying. So what I've got to do, I've, I don't know how to do it. There's two things here. One, I've got to, I've got to work. I've got to realise that there is not, there's no reason, there's no reason to feel shame for playing video games. And my mind, my mind lies to me because it will start saying, like sometimes on that Saturday I was playing video games. My mind would start saying. You shouldn't be doing this. Even though for the whole week I've done all my drawings, I've done all my studying. Because when I when I quit this other job, I have a lot more free time, which means that Saturday, that Saturday will become a, a much, much more fun day. Yeah, I think hopefully my mind would would be a bit more at peace with playing video games on a Saturday, because there'd be even more drawing and stuff being done during the week. Yeah, but if all you're ever doing is drawing and studying, you've got to have a little bit of fun in there. Because what, what I did was, when I got that PlayStation 4, I my sister was talking about this show on Netflix called Stranger Things. <laughs> Stranger Things. Stranger Things. And it, it sounds really good. So when I got the PlayStation, I actually got Netflix. And what, I've, what I did is, every Saturday, I'd play video games for two or three hours. And then I'd spend... An hour or two. It's the maximum was three episodes, so it's about two two hours twenty minutes of watching Netflix, and I'd watch this Stranger Things. So since I got rid of the PlayStation, I've been still watching the little Netflix on a Saturday night before bed, and again I've only been doing two to three episodes. So again, there's still discipline there, and it's a nice thing because. I, I'm enjoying the characters and the story. Again, characters and story. He, I love characters and story. So if I'm not having new experiences of characters and story, I feel like I feel like that's going to be actually more negative than, yeah, than suppressing all these things. Again, suppressing. I'm suppressing my love of video games and a need to play them. So it's all about balance this and again so what I did was a couple of weeks ago yeah a couple of, two or three weeks ago I sold everything the only thing I've got left is a game called Ridge Racer which is a PS1 game and the only reason I kept that is because I'm going to bury it I was going to go to my tree friend and bury it and I was going to say like thank you for the video games but it's time to move on, but but I feel like maybe I've maybe I've got it wrong. I don't know what's going on in my mind. <laughs> There's something going on. It's it goes to something my Reiki healer said. So what happened was at what happened was a, f- a few months ago, my sister asked if I could do something, and I had planned to have a weekend. It was Christmas. It was around Christmas time. I had planned to have a weekend of doing nothing. I was going to do absolutely nothing because it was the first. It was the first day through the whole year where I had uh, the day off. I didn't have to go to work because it was Christmas. So I said I'm not going to do anything. My sister asked if I could do something, and it's the first time in my life I've said no to my sister because 
it to me it was like it was a loving thing to me because it was it was allowing myself to do what I wanted to do but what, as soon as I said no I felt guilty again I felt guilty because I felt like I was I was letting my sister down and it felt like it felt I thought like my sister was going to think that I was being horrible and stuff but when I spoke to my Reiki healer about it she said no this is conditioning what's happened is over the years you've been conditioned to think that you have to look, you have to do something for everyone else before yourself in other words instead of pleasing other instead of pleasing yourself you're constantly thinking you got to please everyone else so she said this is actually a really nice thing and what's happened is the conditioning has produced a, a negative it's turned that positive into a negative in order to make you feel guilty because it wants you to go back to your old ways of not loving yourself when she said that it was beautiful and it made me realize that the mind is so sneaky it can twist a positive thing into a negative really subtle it's very subtle but when she said that it made sense and i thought this is amazing and my sister even said when i said no she said oh, thanks for being honest and my sister wasn't bothered but my mind it was it was creating this story of yes she's feeling basically it was just creating a really negative story so that i would feel bad so that next time because if i hadn't said nothing to my reiki healer next time i would have i would have i would have said yes to somebody else when really i wanted to say no for myself it doesn't mean you always say no to everyone it's just if you've got a balance again balance between doing what you want to do like loving yourself yeah but love, loving other people as well it's about everything yeah because my reiki healer said if you had said yes you would have had resentment and negative feelings because you would have felt like your sisters stopped you from having this nice weekend of doing nothing which I've been looking forward to for ages because it was the first time in ages I wasn't going to do anything all day. So she was right with that, and it, it would have it would have created much more negative things later on if I if I had tried to please my sister. I would have ended up not pleasing myself. So yeah, it's, it's quite quite a complicated thing that, but it's really cool. But so the same thing's going on here. I think. Like I got rid of those video games. I, f- I think what's happened is my mind. It's trying to. Something's going on. It's trying to keep me in this state of, of. Like, yeah, not being at peace with video games. Really weird. There's something I want to talk about which is completely unrelated, but it's just something I've I noticed which I thought was really cool. So, racing games is one of my favourites. And there's one called Gran Turismo, which is like, it's amazing. It's first come out on the PS1, and I've had every single one of them. And I love I, I, I loved that series. So, I was playing Gran Turismo 3, I think, on the PS3. And what I used to do was I would just do hundreds of laps around the circuit. It was just me in the circuit, racing, racing, lap after lap. And, it, like, a few, about... A few, maybe about a year ago, I I was thinking to myself, because I was going to do a podcast about how video games are like drawing. And I I noticed that racing games is just like drawing. So with drawing, with drawing practice, like there's exercises where all you do is 
you'll get a piece of paper and you'll just draw a line, the same line, trying to get like a straight line. And you'll just do it over and over and over again, like muscle memory. But what happens is if you keep doing it, if you do that for quite a long time, you can almost, you almost zone out and like go into like a, some sort of like meditative state where your hand is, is lit, it's literally drawing on its own. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. And the thing is, when that happens, you will create the straightest lines imaginable as if you got a ruler out and like drew it with a ruler. So what, what it is, is it's when you're not thinking about it, you'll create the best things. And the same thing happens with drawings. You might be doing a little sketch. The more you try to create, let's say you're creating a character. The more you try to create that character, the more you're going to make mistakes and find yourself erasing. But if you forget about it and just let yourself draw the character, you'll create the best shapes and everything. It's just like racing games. So on these race, racing games, I would, I'd say I've, I've been sat there doing 20 laps and my lap time was say 1 minute 24. And the thing is, when you're doing a lap, you'll know, you'll somehow know what your best lap time is possible. So let's say on one corner, you slightly ran wide and you think I've lost about two temps there. Next corner, you've, you've lost a couple temps and you think to yourself, if I hook all these corners up, if I hook this lap up, I reckon I can shave about a second off my lap time. So you'll sit there and you'll be trying to do it. The more you try to do the perfect lap, the more you'll start running wide, going off the track and stuff. So, But what happened is, it's, this only happened a few times that I was aware of it, but it must have happened many times. But I would get to this state, I'd be racing, sitting there racing, going around lap after lap. What would happen is, I'd, one time, I would come out the final corner... I'd be going down the straight towards the finish. I'd suddenly pop back and I'd be like, hang on a minute. I was, it was almost like I was daydreaming the entire lap. So I wasn't doing anything. It's my fingers were doing it on their own. And what would happen is I would cross the finish line and my lap time would be like two seconds quicker than I've ever done. And I was thinking to myself, how did that happen? <laughs> it's, it's like when I was daydreaming and I wasn't even, I wasn't even doing anything. I, I, I was daydreaming my hands I almost could have shut my eyes and my hands were were moving the joystick the, the controller the joysticks it was moving it and pushing the buttons and stuff without me doing it and it, it was creating a perfect lap and it happened a few times it happened on MotoGP which is a racing game on the Xbox it happened on that a few times but it was always really Gran Turismo I, and it would happen. It would always happen out of the last corner. I would, I'd pop back into out of the last corner, and I, and I, I would always know at that moment that I was going to get amazing lap time. But sometimes it would, you would pop during the lap, so you would, you would have zoned out, gone into that like flow state, and you'll pop back with about five corners to go, and all of a sudden your hands would get really sweaty because you would look up at the lap time because as you're going around the track. There was like a little lap time and you'd know how quick you were going and you would see that you were like half a second up and then all of a sudden you would your hands would get sticky and then that's when you'd always run wide on the last corner or something he it's it's amazing that so i just thought that was quite fascinating it's how video games they can sort of they can get you into that really nice flow state 
And I, I got into that with realistic drawings. A lot of times I would find myself, I would pop back and I'd realise that I'd been drawing without really realising that I was drawing or not even knowing what I was doing. And I've said before, one of those was a really powerful out-of-body experience where I was like looking down at my hand drawing. And that, that, that was amazing. That, that was probably the ultimate flow state. Yeah, that was probably the most powerful flow state I've ever had. And that only ever happened once. And that was what got me into taking drawing seriously. But the thing about video games is they actually did change my life. Because not only did they help me as a child, like, escape from social anxiety and stuff. What happened was in 2012, I played a video game called Persona 4 on the Vita. That game was all about these characters and I fell in love with the characters so much that I wanted to draw them. I don't know why, but I got this massive urge to draw them. And then the rest is history. After that, I started I started learning how to draw. Then I got into like spiritual stuff. And then I accepted myself and was able to transition. And the strange thing is that video game persona, it was all about accepting yourself, accepting your true self facing your shadow self and when I look back at that game now it is a super spiritual game but at the time I didn't know nothing about spiritual stuff so it's that game is like what life is like now which is these two sides which is your your physical self and your spiritual self and it's about bringing them together and like being in balance but that game it even had that game even had a transgender character who had to accept themselves as being transgender. So it's quite amazing that. It just shows you the power of video games. Video games really set me free, if if I'm being honest. Because if I, if I hadn't played that game, I would maybe have never got into drawing. I'd still be living as Kevin, which is quite quite weird, that. So where, what am, where, am I, where am I now? I am super confused. Super confused because I've got this urge now to buy the system back again. But I don't want to buy the system back and then end up getting rid of it again. And so I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. I, I think I need to seek help from somebody like a, a professional who deals with addictions or something. Yeah, there's something going on there. There's, there's a psychological thing associated with feeling guilt, which... I'm pretty convinced it goes back to my childhood with my dad about how he... So I ended up thinking they were bad and I'm still like hooked onto that. So even though I know they're not bad, there's some part of me that still believes they are. So I've got to try and... I've got to try and get rid of that connection or accept it or something. Then there's also the feeling that playing video games is going to get in the way of me drawing which I know that's a lie as well because I've already I've proven to myself that I can be disciplined yes it got a bit out of hand on that one day but again if I know I can I know I can get that in balance yeah so it feels like the best thing to do is buy the games back again I don't I don't want to though <laughs> I do and I don't yeah that's the thing it's horrible very horrible so i did think should i buy a vita because the, the good thing about the vita is it's a little handheld 
you can basically chuck it in the drawer. So you can, you can play it, and then when you're not playing it, chuck it in the drawer, you wouldn't see it. But I, I have said to myself, if I buy another PlayStation 4, what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find somewhere in this room that I can put it so that I can't see it. Yeah, because that was something I noticed was that it being next to my art desk, it was a little bit distracting. So I'm, I'm gonna, there's little things I'm going to do. I'm going to get it out of my sight because then that means when I'm not, when it's not a Saturday, I won't see it. I'm going to, what else am I going to do? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna force myself to play only one game, which will be on the Saturday. I'm also gonna do stuff like what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play games with characters, and I'm gonna do something like I'm gonna say to myself, "You can play this game on Saturday, but only if you sketch a, char- a character from the game before you play it." So in other words, you've got to do something towards your art before you can play the games. So. I'm going to find little things like that, little little things that will allow me to hopefully not feel guilty for playing them. The the weird thing is I didn't play I didn't feel guilty when I was playing them. It was only after I stopped playing them that I started thinking a little bit a little bit of guilt was coming in. So I, I don't know it's very very confusing. I don't know what to do because I don't want to buy them. And then think, oh, what have I done? Has has my mind tricked me into being stuck in the cycle again? I don't know if there is a way to not have them in my life. I've, I've, it's, it's weird. Mm, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine the future and think, if they're not in my life, would that be all right? Yeah, I think it would. I'm not sure. Yeah, because the, the other thing is, I don't even think I do need them. But I do need them, because there's, there's part of me that thinks it needs them. There's part of me that knows that I don't need them. There's definitely, it's a bit weird. It does feel like there's two, there's two, yeah, there's two energies going on here. There's one that is making me feel like I need them which is like a desire. Yeah, it feels like you need them. There's the other side that I can I can see it doesn't need them because I got I got so much stuff to be doing that I don't need them. And also like Netflix watching these little stranger things and stuff. That's a way that I can get characters in. Also Netflix has got anime on it. It's also got animes about vi- video games. And I've got all these art books about video games, so there there is ways I can have it without having it. So I, what I need to do is I need to I need to talk to somebody and see what they say. So if you can help me, please please help me, because yeah, th- this week it when it started up again, I I almost I I almost felt like I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, so, something's got something's got to change here. So with my transition, I accepted it. But I don't know what I'm supposed to accept. I don't know whether I'm supposed to accept not having them or having them. Yeah, so at the minute, I'm not going to do anything. But what I've noticed, the problem I've got at the minute is I'm still sitting and doing my studying and recording videos and doing my drawings. I'm still doing everything. 
but there's little bits of time where you like the the odd hour during the day where you've you've got nothing to do my mind is thinking about starting to think about these video games again and I, I can't I can't seem to I can't seem to get rid of it and I don't even know if I should be getting rid of it <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to do but I do know that video games aren't bad so I guess that's the my takeaway is video games are not bad but if you've got an addiction to something see I don't know because I'm not addicted to them anymore yeah it's conditioning I think what's happened is I think I think what's happened is the there's a part of me that that is completely okay with the video games there's a part of me that's scared that I'm going to end up getting addicted to them again so rather than risk rather than risk having them and having the balance because those few months where I, I was in balance with it it was perfect I was drawing the video games were acting as like a little carrot as like a little treat and I was enjoying them yeah it was it was perfect but there's a part of me what happened was that one day where I got felt a bit guilty and I was jumping about for all these different games yeah it just felt like the past it felt like the old days so what happened was because it felt like it felt like the old days of feeling guilty and negative feelings I think what happened was I, I've that's associated with my childhood or something and I, I thought oh it's going to start up again so rather than rather than sit with that and work out how to get the balance I just got rid of them which it's not good because it's it's all or nothing it can't be like that it's one of these things if I haven't got them it something feels wrong I, it feels like a part of me is missing which is just like when I wasn't Sophie when I when I was denying my tran- being transgender it, it felt like something was missing because again it's like you're suppressing it yes you can live with it but you're you're never really fully accepting yourself because but then the problem is until I had accepted it when I was transition I when I would accept being transgender what would happen was I would go all in on it and then I would feel like I was out of balance yeah it, I had to find balance so I'm I'm in the process I think of finding balance between video games and what's happened is if it goes too far one way I get a bit scared I get a bit scared that I'm going to end up getting consumed by it yeah so yeah what I should have done was I should have I should have I should have wrote about it I think I should have wrote about what I was feeling and brought myself back into the into the middle but instead I just I knee-jerk reacted and got rid of it all and again that that was fine for about a week or two and then all of a sudden it, it just crept back again so so that tells me that tells me that this isn't the right way to do it it's very weird but little Dennis has decided it's time to finish this one this is definitely a little thing that's gonna it's it's an unresolved issue I think and I'm gonna I'm gonna do nothing for the next for the next little while I will do nothing and until I 
Yeah, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's, it's, it's annoying. Thinking too much. <laughs> Definitely thinking too much. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that little podcast. I thought it was, it was going to be a little bit shorter than that, but it went on for quite a while. But this week's inspirational quote, I've actually got two of them, because I can't decide which one I like best. But they're both to do with guilt. So you can find show notes and think at sophielawson.com. You can also find the video at youtube.com slash sophielawson. But this week's inspirational quote, which one am I going to pick? I'm going to pick the second one. So the, the first one, which didn't quite make it, is by David Ropo. And the quote is, Guilt is rooted in actions of the past. I can't read this word, but it's perpetuated, 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 perpetuated. Guilt is rooted in actions of the past, perpetuated in the lack of action in the present, and delivered in the future as pain and suffering. So in other words, the guilt is associated with the past, which is where I was led to believe that they are bad, perpetuated in the lack of action in the present what would that lack of action be probably i don't know delivered in the future's pain and suffering so it all goes back to the past unresolved issues from the past like my reiki healer said it's all about years of conditioning and the longer that you've been conditioned a certain way the, the harder it is because the the power of that the power of the guilt is stronger so that was by David Ropo. But this week's inspirational quote, I love this one. I absolutely love this. It's by Elder David A. Bednar. And this week's inspirational quote quote is, Guilt is to the spirit what pain is to the body. I love that. That's beautiful. Guilt is to the spirit what pain is to the body. Elder David A. Bednar. And that's the end of that.